makeup all over my face. Oh, oh Ready? No. Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. <laughs> we're, well, we're not really behind anything. No? We're sitting in front of... Each other. Right, of the microphones. I take it we're already recording? We're recording. Is it supposed to show I up think. that we're recording? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all confused. You're not used to playing two roles. No. I don't know what to say. That's why I like being behind the scenes. You are like the a behind thing. the scenes kind of guy, aren't well, you? One, two, three, four, five, five, five. So you are recording. I think so. That's good. It's I, I hear you and me, and all the <laughs> little things are bouncing. <laughs> so this is Kathleen Burns Kingsbury with Breaking Money Silence, and this is Behind the Scenes. So many of you know that I do this podcast, and you hear my lovely voice all the time, but you don't know who makes me sound so good. It's my sound engineer, <laughs> Roger. He's also the co-owner of Sugarhouse Soundworks Studio. And so I just thought I'd take a minute, Roger, to introduce you to the people who listen in, because well, you are so interesting and fun to work with. <laughs> well, thank you so much. You basically see the back of my head most of the time when you're working. I do. Because I'm facing the console. Roger has a nice head of hair, as my mother would say. <laughs> my mother would always say, get a haircut. <laughs> so one of the things that I'm curious about, and because when I first came into the studio to record, what I realized or didn't realize was that you had such a wealth of experience. I really thought, oh, I'm in this rural community. I'm going to go down to the studio. Probably this, you know, local yokel is going to be my sound engineer. And I found out, oh, well, wait a second. Roger has some experience. So tell me a little bit about your experience in the field. The recording industry generally? Sure. Well, or entertainment. I mean, whatever you want to share in a behind-the-scenes segment is fine by me. Yeah. Well, I, I started uh, – well, I, I was telling Lisa, who was just here, that I sort of haphazardly walked one day into the radio station at my university, University of Hartford, in uh, 1972 after being uh, – I was despondent because I was flunking chemistry as a pre-med. So it opened a whole new world for me. So I fell in love with the technology and the ability to communicate through recordings. FM radio was thrilling. They had a little <laughs> recording studio. Was FM radio new? Yeah, it was new for, it, yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, God, is that, I'm that old? No, that's, I'm just yeah. kidding. Well, you know, they had, uh, not too many years before, established FM radio as this hip, album-oriented rock programming we had never heard before in the early uh, mid-60s, late-60s, where the disc jockey played two or three songs in a row. So The old days when they used to mix it? Yes. From song to song to song? Yes, the segue. I love that. The I love the segue. segue. Yeah, so that... Got me into recording. I, I, I walked into the little recording studio at the University of Hartford's radio station, fell in love with it, then got a job at Connecticut Public Television in the sound department, and in the early 80s moved to New York and worked in television there. In 89, moved to Vermont. Okay, and, so Roger's very humble. There were sh little shows like what? Kate and Alley? Yeah, Kate and Alley was a sitcom, one of the first sitcoms uh, in New York City at the time. Uh, there were two running simultaneously Kate and Allie and The Cosby Show. So 
Rich well, in the Jacobs long run, one. you really dodge that bullet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I moved to New York to work on Sesame Street. So I left Connecticut Public Television uh, to be audio utility on Sesame Street. That was in 1980. And so you've worked, you also told me, what is it, uh, MTV, when they first started doing some of their mm-hmm. live broadcasts? Yeah, I worked on one of the first um, New Year's Eve specials, uh, Spring Break, uh, something called um, Club MTV, did that for a while. Uh, worked for Comedy Central. Uh, and now breaking money silence. And now breaking wow. money silence. Wow, the culmination of your career here. Yes, it's it... just so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> so you you produce, well, you don't produce necessarily, but you do the sound at the studio for a lot of local musicians. And mm-hmm. I know you're working um, with your co-owner, uh, at Sugar House Soundworks to mm-hmm. uh, produce Sigsby. more. Yep. Eric's, and uh, tell us a little bit more, Roger, about kind of why you love to produce and record local music. And is, well, is that a passion? Let me ask. I assumed it was. Is it a passion? Yeah, well, it's, it's I, the, the passion. It's <laughs> like, no. <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a passion that's also into twined with the responsibility of doing a job. So passion, you forget about the passion part sometimes when there are problems or challenges that you have to face in arranging a microphone set up for a band or how the band's going to play and uh, together on in a studio setting. And then there's the technical challenges if something fails so the idea of this being a passion... I've just made that story up for myself. ...fades away yeah. really quickly <laughs> when stuff doesn't work. So, But it's really wonderful to work with people in, around here, for one thing. There's the, the pressure, the stress that I was used to working for decades in television is just not here. It's... I'll have to crack down on it, you. You really have to crack the whip. Otherwise, uh, you know, <laughs> No, so skiing. the pressure of being like at but the top the... and all these big shows is is very different than hanging out <laughs> at Sugar House Soundworks in no. Waitsville, Vermont. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it, it's just great working with local musicians and, and he, it, feeling how their songs come together, the album comes together, the final product and what they do with it, uh, and having a relationship with musicians over the the years and years that I've lived here has been wonderful. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I don't think of it very often, but Mm. now that you're interviewing, interviewing me and making these memories come back, they're all wonderful memories. (laughs) (laughs) I'm working with a band now I worked with 20 years ago. They just called me out of the blue and, you know, they, they live in Vermont and love to make music. Excellent. And I love recording. I love microphones, by the way. That's one of the things I oh, am really? passionate about. Okay. It's, I know it's weird. No? You no, it's not weird for a sound engineer. Just as, just as Seems appropriate. Yeah, it's when someone has an instrument in front of them and you put, you make a selection of a microphone and you put it through a mic preamp and you bring it into the mix and it's like, wow, that's unbelievable. It sounds great. Or that sucks. <laughs> Let's try something else. <laughs> That's great. So so I'm going to let you off the hook pretty soon from this behind the scenes moment. But <laughs> oh, I am going to put you on the spot and say, you know, 
We've been doing this, what, two years now, maybe? Oh, gee, you were one of our first clients. I know. It. So we've been open. It'll be our third year. I'm year. one of the few that doesn't sing, <laughs> and you don't want me to. Well, you know, you have snow days, which is great. Yes, we we're do believe skiing it. goes before <laughs> recording. Uh, so you've heard a lot of money myths. You've heard a lot of people I've interviewed. Mm-hmm. Can you think of one money myth that we covered or one show that maybe stood out for you that had an impact for you? Yes. Well, Clint's show, yeah. of course, because he's, he's a musician, he's a recording engineer, and he's in the music business. You know, he, That's what he does for a living. Uh, there was another woman from Boston. She was an adventurist. I, I can't remember her name. Was she the one who climbed Mount Everest? Yeah. Well, she was a climber. Yeah. She, okay. She, and that sort of rang true too. Yeah. Cool. And, yeah. I, I just think that I look forward to the day when we don't look at each other as separate from, like, you're a man, I'm a woman, you're black, you're white, you're Asian, you're an immigrant, you're, yeah. you know, where the labels are no longer <laughs> there. Right. Uh, and I, I see your show. And others that I've recorded, uh, coming to that end, you know, that hopefully a conclusion in the human race in the next, I don't know, 100 years. Roger, that's the sweetest take. thing you've ever said to me. Well, that's the whole, that's why we're here. Cool. Well, I love that you are my sound engineer. <laughs> I know at some point you might go on to bigger, better things or... <laughs> out to pasture with the cows that you have on your farm. Um, But thank you for taking some time to do behind the scenes of Breaking Money Silence with me. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Now I have to go pick up 850 pounds of beef from the butcher. (laughs) Oh, is those your cows? (laughs) Yes, that's the cow. Oh, Roger. Poor cow. Poor cow.